You're listening to The Science of Superpowers with Tonya Dawn Reclar. Listen here, read the book, and dive into the experience. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Science of Superpowers. Really, really excited to have a repeat guest on with us today, Zen Benefield. Zen, you want to say hi to everyone? Hello, everyone. <laughs> Zen. Well, we've been friends for a long time. We met in Phoenix networking. So yeah. that was fun. A networking success story of, uh, of, of a relationship that's blossomed. And, and actually, I met you and Justin met at, um, at an organization. And then I got to come in and meet you. So he, you met him first, right? Yes, I did. Uh, well, very yeah, cool. And you well, guys are just, you're, you're wonderful. And it's been an exciting, evolving relationship that has really uh, had some amazing results. Isn't it fun? It's like, wow, what can we do together? Which is perfect lead in. Thank you. We couldn't have set this up any better to the conversation we're going to have today, which is the evolution of change. Um, and so first of all, go check out Zen. You can listen all about in our first episode and get a feel for him. And then we'll tell you where you can go to find out more about him in a moment. But I think we should jump right into this, Zen, because that's kind of how we roll, right? Like you and oh, I. Oh, yeah. No toe that. dipping here. <laughs> no. It's like, oh, this needs to be done. Roll up the sleeves. Right. Get in there. Get it done. And and I think that's an energy that you and I really connect in. Um, and it's it appears to be really, really um, useful right now as oh, yeah. a lot of folks are learning to navigate some pretty kind of interesting energetic waves and times, right? Is that, sure. is that a safe thing to say? Can we say Oh, absolutely. That? And here's another thing that just occurred to me. You know how, you know, words just kind of pop out of my mouth as we're talking and, and they make sense. Well, you know, <laughs> there's no toe dipping here. Toe is also known as theory of everything. Mm. Hmm. Interesting. Right. So we can dissect that. For so maybe there is no toe dipping here. That's the paradox. Maybe there is. Well, what's interesting is that it, it, in terms of the theory of everything, I remember um, being on a show one time and they asked me, uh, you know, well, what are you here for? And out of my mouth was to like turn everything inside out. I think I shared this with you and it was like, yeah. wait, did I, what did that just happen? And, and at first it sounds really egotistical. I'm like, well, who the hell do I think I am? And then it, uh, energetically that's what we're doing all the time though because we have that's this rotating right. torus that we call electromagnetic <laughs> field around us that is constantly being refurbished that, oh i'm so glad you just you just lit me up because that is at the heart and soul of sifa and how it came into the world was exactly what you're speaking of so i'm really really glad that we're tying all of it together because we can look on the surface and we can connect in it you know the things that are happening and the what we want to create and what we want to build and we, and to our own detriment, a lot of times we ignore all of the energetic undercurrents, right? right. All of the waves right. that are coming in. And, and as we attune ourselves more and more to be able to perceive of these and, and to understand them better, to work with them, um, <laughs> we open up whole new worlds to ourselves. Oh, absolutely. There's a, you know, I learned this back when I had uh, an experience in, as my t- in my teenage years where I was distraught and I prayed to know what truth was and ended up in the light and beyond with, and given my marching orders for this life. Well, one of the things that came out of that was both simple and yet extremely complex in application. And that was the understanding that we are all cosmic consciousness condensed into form. Mm-hmm. Even Dr. Laszlo, uh, uh, you know, re- recognizes this and, and he's been out, he just celebrated his 90th birthday. Um, <laughs> He's a so, trip. 
Shout right. out to Irvin. We love you, Irvin. You're great. Absolutely. And so these kinds of things, when you consider, okay, this is what we've called the higher self. Well, how does that fit in? And what are the dimensional capacities in that if you're thinking at those levels? And there's a very interesting uh, theory of everything that uh, Fernand Neppe and Edward Close put together and published in 2010. It's called the Triadic Dimensional Distinction Vortical Paradigm. That's a very long name. What, he, what they say simply is that consciousness, space, and time are tethered across nine dimensions of consciousness. Now, and that's just for the human experience. That doesn't eliminate other dimensions. So what I found was that was the scientific explanation, more or less, of an experience I had back in the late 80s with the multiplane awareness technique that William Swigard developed back in the 1950s which integrates your body on each of those nine planes of consciousness. So here I had a direct experience first, and then 30, almost 30 years later, it's like, okay, here's the science behind it that's been discovered. And the reason oh, that. of that was just amazing. And so in my conversation with Urban, I, I posed a question to him I, that, are these patterns of nine, such as the multiplane awareness, the spiral dynamics model, the uh, triadic uh, dimensional distinction vertical paradigm, as well as the solfeggio tones, those all seem to indi indicate that they're speaking toward the same experience that we mm -hmm. have available. Well, you, you've said a lot in that piece. I'm going to jump in real quick and pause you because I want to get back into this as soon as we come back from the break, because this is a great teaser. And I know people are going to want to lean in and, and, and hear the rest of it. And I have, and of course, I have some reflections on this myself. And so when we come back, folks, we're going to dive right into what Zen's been talking about. We're talking about the evolution of change. You can find out more about Zen Benefil by going to then I've got them up right here, liveandletlive.org and bethedream.com. Anywhere else you want to send folks? Sure. Zenbenefield.com has my basically digital Vitae, which has my books and musical CDs and uh, shows that I've done, interviews that I've had. It's a um, great repository. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, we will jump right back into that in a moment, folks. If this is lighting you up, make sure that you've gone and signed up for the experience at superpowerexperts.com. So delighted that SIFA has come forward to help us really, truly harness, use this energy, use this knowledge that we've known about. And, and as Zen talks about being able to really apply it, right? What's the applicability factor? Really being able to live it, breathe it, be it here. Um, SIFA is the how. Make sure you get signed up for that experience, folks, and we will see you there. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break talking all about the evolution of change with Zen Benefiel. Hi, everyone. I'm Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts. Are you ready to master your life? Are you looking for more calm and peace, connectedness in your relationships, more clear communication, guided thoughts? and a confidence in your ability to come up with creative solutions no matter what happens, then join us at our next experience. Go to superpowerexperts.com and get signed up today. Awesome. We're back. You're listening to the Science of Superpowers, and we're talking about the evolution of change with Zen Benefield. Zen, right before the break, I, I, I cut you off, and you were on a roll. It was super beautiful, all about 
this and and the, the you really didn't cut me that, off. I'm used to truncating things because a lot of times I say too much in too little. Right? <laughs> Fair enough. So perspective, right? Right. I love it. I love it. We and that's where it's a, that, the same that's experience. the core of it. It's all about perspective. That's right. Well, and that was the piece that I love. One, one I really appreciated you speaking to the fact of having that direct experience and then going and looking for proof in the projection. So incredibly important that we don't get those twisted because when we allow the world to inform what we believe to be true, we can only keep receiving what we believe the world already can give us. If we allow spirit to guide us, intuition, whatever you want to call it, your higher self, we allow that to guide us then we can see much more expansively mm-hmm. when we come back and look at the world through those eyes, through open eyes, through lit up eyes, right? It's then the, we can it's look the for things that of, we can't see otherwise. Absolutely. It, it's the, for me, it's the bridge between science and spirituality. Both have mm-hmm. to reflect the same. Mm-hmm. And if we don't see it, then we're not quite understanding it. Agreed. And, and, and then you, you also really touched in on this applicability factor, which is so incredibly crucial. And it's at the heart of, of our work in the superpower space is the integration. Mm-hmm. Um, years and years and years of talking with people about, you know, what, what they think they're capable of, right? And who they know themselves to be um, reveal that it, it has what we believe we're capable of dictates everything. And this goes back to what we just got done talking about. When you allow something much bigger than yourself to inform you about who you are and how the world works, you're able to live into that, right? And so, so the 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 knowledge isn't enough, right? Even even Dante said human reasoning will only get you so far. Knowing isn't isn't good enough when we really want to have the experience of something different, and that's what's at the heart of this conversation today. The evolution right. of change is. And there's us. a guy a long time ago that said something like, um, "You are the living word." right so what does that mean what is that you know that in the beginning we're told was the word (laughs) the way it came through me when i asked that question was we're simultaneously the expression and the experience of the creator absolutely and and that's the condensation of the cosmic consciousness into form and Mm. the thing is that when you know first off we're, we're not really aware of that we've get inklings perhaps from what we read or, um, you know, temporary and transitory experiences that we may have that opens up that awe center in us, which we acknowledge that we just had this really freaking bizarre experience that we can't explain. And yet we had it. Mm. Right. So, then we start seeking about, okay, how can I explain that? Or at least the, the path for me was that. Uh, because if I couldn't explain, like, kind of like Einstein, if you can't say, explain something simply, then you really don't understand it. So <laughs> my 47 years, hence of you know the, the experience that opened me up like that has been about learning to articulate it simply and looking at the multiple perspectives that are available in order to do so. Mm-hmm. And that's well, and you... Yeah. And, I was just going to say that's where the application comes in. And, and when you were talking about that earlier, that was sort of that thread that was being followed. And it's the 
it's, it's being able to hold the both and so, so understanding it means being able to, to pull it apart, right? The deconstruction phase is important because it helps us understand the foundational elements of things. Sure. And then what happens when we put it back together, right? It, it, what it's doing is it's showing us where we have programs that we were unaware of, right? And this is how it happens inside the body, right? Is that what it does is when we bring awareness to certain aspects and levels of ourselves, it shows us what programs are running, right? Mm-hmm. This, this thwarts the whole belief that we can't actually bear witness to our subconscious programs. That's not accurate. We, yes. we know at this point, we can become aware of our involuntary systems within the body. So there's really nothing outside of our awareness, which is an important um, kind of precedent to set. It's, that's an important kind of anchor to set in. Um, and I want to tie it back into the, the point of this show today. The question I get asked most frequently right now is how the heck do I look at the world and what's happening in the world and maintain a sense of calm and peace and joy within myself? How can I justify that? How can I do this? And a big part of that is perspective, right? What are you actually seeing in the world? And where are you leaning into to inform you about what you're seeing in the world? Are you going to that highest aspect first to tell you what's going on here? Or are you looking to the world to tell you what's going on? And those are two very different perspectives. Absolutely. And so that's where we get the both in when we look to the world and say, okay, here's this theory and this theory and this theory and this theory and this theory. Where we find the continuity threads is when we know that those all of those theories were informed by the same source. Mm-hmm. That's what, how we're what, able to find ourselves in everything. Absolutely. And what I find in my own reflection and looking at others and having conversations is that most of us are a bit angry and frustrated inside. And so that's what we see in the world, whether we realize it or not. That's our projection of our own personal Mm -hmm. anger and frustration with what's Mm -hmm. going on. And so we see that everywhere. Now, how do you flip that? How do you turn inward, become quiet and still find that place of wholeness, which is always there, and then see the world from that place? So it's a completely, Mm -hmm. it's a complete shift of perspective. Mm-hmm. And That's as right. we know, and, and I forget who said this, but when you look at the world through different, or when you change how you look at the world, the world changes, mm-hmm. right? So when you come from that place, and it's just a matter of just being quiet and still and recognizing, okay, your immediate environment is more than likely safe and secure, right? And then I'm speaking your home, your family, the immediate environment, your community, uh, and at least this is for first world countries, and, and maybe that extends through some of the, of the second, third world countries, right? Now, being able to integrate that understanding of your own capacity for getting out of your own way, right? Because you're what we think uh, I've heard 70,000 thoughts a day, right? Most of those are distractions. So how do you manage your mind in order to think the things that are most important? You first have mm-hmm. to start paying attention to how you're thinking. And that happens through some kind of practice of meditation or observation of your own thoughts. That's right. So, and that's just the beginning, right? And that's, yeah. I think that's part of the challenge people are facing is that some of us have been on this journey consciously aware for a very long time. 
And we've had all these experiences. Others are just being thrust into this and they look ahead and it seems incredibly daunting. And the really good news is there are modalities such as SIFA that are coming forward to expedite that process because collective Mm -hmm. consciousness now, because so many of us are aware, others don't have to take that exact same journey. It can be expedited because the collective is much more receptive to it now. We we warmed up the 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 swimming pool, right? And now everyone can kind of jump into it so that so that we can all equalize a little bit in terms of what frequency we'd like to create in collectively. Um, there that's, are many, that's sort of the, there, there are, are many programs many. and processes mm-hmm. and people who are stepping up who have recognized that the the silver lining in the pandemic, and that is that it got people to uh, obsess on their self hygiene and sequestration for a little bit to the point of turning inward and beginning to ask the questions that are necessary in order to find their, for lack of a better, true self, and allow that to emerge. And when we can still the mind, quiet the the thinking and ask the questions without trying to answer them with what we think we know, then that emergent intelligence that is within each of us can present new things because we're connected to that infinite intelligence because of our cosmic consciousness. Exactly right. And so, and so it is, it is, it seems like it's a lot to think about, right? By our, by our body of work and our, our research. Oh, and if you don't experience say it, that it's like, it you know, <laughs> you guys are just way too far out there and I haven't a clue what the heck you're talking about. And yet when you can break it down or, or at least pull it back to where you can offer a person or a group simple observations of serendipity and synchronicity in their own lives and how those minor, what they think might be minor events are actually doors opening to the greater reality and just how connected things are. Because those serendipitous moments don't show up by random coincidence. Mm -hmm. Right? No, they're happening all the time. We call it the frequency of miracles. And I love what you're talking about, the idea of this bringing your awareness to it, right? It's sort of a, an awakening to, to new levels each and every time. And that's what keeps the journey. And, and there I say the evolution of change, it keeps it enjoyable, right? It's, it's not rinse and repeat. The process is identical over and over and over again, but what we get to discover and experience differs, right? Every time we go into a new space. And so that, you know, listen to what Zen's talking about here, folks, like to be able to to open your eyes and, and and sometimes we don't feel happy and sometimes we feel like things are really, really hard. And, and, and at the okay. same time, it's, it's absolutely okay. And at the same time, once we understand that if we choose to identify in that and express from that place, then it, it does dictate what we're capable of experiencing the world. I think we're in a really cool place as a society, as a collective where we're able to say, okay, if each of us takes a little bit more personal responsibility for what we're energetically expressing, then we actually do know how to shift some things. And that requires educating people, right? Giving them the tools and creating the containers where they feel safe to dive into some of these things that they've been programmed not to talk about, right? Or right. Not, just not to look around in. Right. So it's a very multifaceted solution. And the good news is all elements of that solution from the psychological to the sociological, 
um, and to the evolutionary are being addressed by very brilliant and guided people uh, to your point, Zen. And so it is an exciting time to, to take part. And, and it all comes down to perspective. It's not pretending things aren't going on. It's not pretending that you're happy if you really aren't. But at any given moment, you are the essence of love and right. peace and but joy. And we that. can choose to identify as that and express as that. And it changes everything about what we're capable of experiencing. Now, speaking of the evolution of change and changing everything, it, it begins with, with baby steps, Bob, right? So <laughs> one of those baby steps is looking at how the evolution of our uh, coming out of, pand- of the pandemic, okay, the last century and even the beginning of this century, our consciousness and our activity in the world was steeped in competition. And so we're, you know, experiencing all these silos with alpha males and females at the heads that are fighting with each other for territory, right? And that could be a government and it could be a corporation and it could be a small company, but there's this sense of competition rather than and here's the evolution of change, collaboration, right? We're at a point now where we recognize it's not, let me reframe that. We are facing multiple challenges globally simultaneously. And in order to move through that, we've got to learn how to work together. And that starts from an individual place of being able to get along with yourself. Right. And not I, I love that you're saying that we, we are the original collaboration <laughs> internally, <Absolutely>. right? <laughs> right. Because we have at least two voices within us that mm-hmm. are in competition. That's right. right. That's right. Such a brilliant thing. And actually that opens up a whole new conversation that we just don't have time for today. That I love the brilliance that I my mind's going now. It's like, wow. And then because because we are rolling out cooperative, collaborative, creative, the, co-creative theories on many, many, many levels, multidimensionally, mm-hmm. and it is a viable solution at every level, right? Depending on how it's applied, and so and there are so, so many groups it. on the net that are doing the same thing, That's and right. yet they're still kind of in the silo phases. They're like, yeah. hey, join us, and to the exclusion of others, and it's like, no, come join us. And it's the both and you were talking That's about. Right. Right? That's right. We, and being able to, to hold out it, right? How, yeah, we've, we've got to figure out, okay, how can we work together? Each of us have a slightly different piece of the puzzle, right? That's We're right. All That's threads right. in the tapestry. So how do we organize those threads so that the tapestry is beautiful? Mm, I love it. I love it. Well, I believe that that is a beautiful, beautiful dream for us all to hold together as we as we wrap up our conversation today about the evolution of change. Be sure to go and check out Zen's work. Zen, you want to tell them those websites again? Sure. Um, LiveAndLive.org is a global peace movement of which I am the executive director of. And we've got 33 chapters in 22 countries at present. Uh, so we're growing. Uh, BeTheDream.com is my coaching site. Zen Benefield is my digital vitae. And I would act like to ask or add one more, and that's the podcast that I host, which is called one world in a new world. Mm, very cool. It, it is. And uh, of which the conversation with Dr. Laszlo is there as well as one with you. Mm, 
Wonderful, wonderful. Well, we have some fun conversations for sure. And thank you so much for the work that you're doing in the world. We appreciate you and we love knowing that you're out there. They're they're not not taking little baby steps, but that but that you are taking those steps because your steps are huge now because of the work that you've done. So thank you so much for that and for the hope and um, the the insights that you provide to the world. Oh, and thank you, Tanya, because you know without you too, this wouldn't be happening. Mm, well, thank you for that reflection, and to all of you, we love you and we appreciate you for being here with us and for sharing the show with those who can use it and, um, and people who are looking for hope. Remember, look to hope first folks, and then look at the world and see where you can light up your little section of it. We love you all love each other. May, oh, make sure you go get signed up for CIFA. You know, the drill yeah. superpowerexperts.com go get into the experience. We love you. Goodbye. Namaste and in luck catch. Thank you for listening to the superpower network. Go now to superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today.